This podcast was made possible thanks to Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we're talking objectives. There is a lot of inconsistent information out there about objectives, their purpose and how to articulate them. There's also some hazy understanding between an objective, an obstacle, an action and a tactic. So we are going to talk through these basic terms as they could be introduced anywhere. Junior years, middle years, senior years, VCE and of course directing the school productions. Breaking down the historical debate over objectives in 10 minutes? Easy. Let's get to it. So as was just hinted at, there is some debate around objectives, what they mean and why they're useful. I can talk from experience as a teacher of students across year levels, I teach prep to VCE and direct the school productions, and I can give you some purely anecdotal observations about how useful they are in the drama classroom, but your experience may differ. I really, really like it, and who cares what I like, but it's true. I really like it when the actors I'm working with make choices. Bold choices, subtle choices, thoughtful choices. Choices make each interpretation of a script interesting and engaging. Why did you walk there, or stand here, or bend down, or avert your eyes, or stamp your foot? That was unexpected, or precisely what was required, or very startling. I have found that four things, and of course a hundred more, help the actors I'm working with make choices. Freedom, understanding, knowledge, and celebration. Freedom in class to be able to make choices, mistakes, and to try. Understanding of their role in the play, their characters' motivations, and of course a grasp of core skills. Knowledge of their objectives, circumstances, style, and form. Celebration of their efforts, successes, and development. If you get where your character is coming from, if you know what the play is about, if you're free to make any choice you want, and you know you'll be lauded for giving it a shot, you produce fun work. I think all of this can be made possible through objective work. I talk about objectives in my Grade 5-6 module, my Year 7-8 Acting Essentials module, VCE Theatre Studies, of course when discussing realism, and I introduce it in the scene work during productions. An objective is something your character wants, really wants, not generally but specifically, and of course your wants can change, but reading and analysing the script you discover what your character wants. That objective, that want, that visceral and primal desire to really want something helps you make choices as an actor. Some prefer to use the word need because it's stronger, but it will depend on the intensity of the scene. A need may be a good way to think about it, but a want may be more easily discoverable. How to state an objective has many interpretations, but the one I like is an objective must be an actable verb, something you can actually do physically and see occurring in the other character. The other main interpretation of an objective is that it is something you do to someone, and that objectives are things you do, and they do not need to be actionable onto another person. This can make a scene all about you and what you want, and can stop you engaging with another actor. If my objective is all about how the other person reacts, it means I'll be looking at them and engaging with them to see if it's working. If it's all internal, then we have actors focusing on themselves rather than their partner. And that can look like two indulgent actors in this space, rather than a scene between two people. While there of course is merit in inward thinking, as a teacher of drama, I know that the skills we want them to develop in terms of creativity, collaboration, social emotional intelligence, will all benefit from them engaging with one another. After students have finished my Acting Essentials module, I want them to have a number of things automatically occurring whenever they pick up a script. 
First thing, to work out the context. Who, what, when, where, and why. Who is this play about? What happens? When does it happen? Where does it happen? And why was it written? Characters, plot, location, time period, and themes. If they're advanced enough, then all three contexts can be examined. Written context, performed context, and context of the world of the play. When was it written? By whom, where, and why? When is it performed? By whom, where, and why? When is the play set? Who is it about? Where is it set? And why? It can help them make choices. If I know that this is a morality play about the evils of social media, it'll help me make choices. But if that same play is actually about restricting freedoms, then I get to make very different choices. Once you know the context, you can start asking questions around objectives. I won't be talking too much about super objectives here, but just so they don't go unmentioned, a super objective is what your character wants over the whole play. What is their desire and how does it drive them from page one to the end? What is your character's final goal? This may help you within each scene to make a choice. If your overall goal is to be welcomed and accepted by your peers, you may not make choices within scenes that could jeopardize that. So we're talking objectives within scenes as I do much more scene work in class and whole plays only as part of the co-curricular drama program. An objective is an actionable want you enact upon someone. An action is that choice being physically realized. A tactic is one of many ways you go about realizing your objective that will affect your action. An obstacle is the thing or things in your way. Here I ask, what does your character want? Who do they want it from? What will they do to get it? I want to manipulate another character so they will give me the gun and I'm willing to beg, threaten, plead and attack them to make that happen. I want to convince Buzz Lightyear so he will agree and accept that he is a toy. I'm willing to yell at him, indulge his fantasy, make fun of him and humiliate him, and beg him to see that happen. I want to reject my sister Anna so she will leave my ice castle, and I'm willing to threaten her, ignore her, torment her, and charm her to see that happen. In these examples, you can act out these desires, and I need to be watching to see if that's working. Is Buzz convinced? Does he look honestly convinced? Does Anna look like her sister has rejected her? Is she leaving my castle? Once you know what you want, what it will look like when you get it, and the actions and tactics you will enact to see it happen, the scene can begin. Each time you rehearse the scene, try a new tactic and new actions to see which ones are most effective. When your objective changes within a scene, you can mark that section as a unit or separate each new objective or tactic or action within the work with the word beat, a shift in the scene where things really change. Please, use your imagination. Imagine the context in your mind. Imagine the world your character inhabits. Imagine their circumstances and setting. Imagine the stakes. Set up chairs and desks in the space to give you certainty of setting. Are you somewhere private? In your own home? Outside? With friends? Unless your want or need is life-threatening, it will change how you go about actioning it and the tactics you use. I want to engage our podcast listeners. So they know more about objectives. I will repeat myself, use examples from my classroom, teach the controversy, and provide games for the rehearsal room to achieve that aim right now. Here are two of the many scripts I use in classroom to teach objectives. These are read by two of my students, Ellie Martin and Brendan Loy, and of course myself. These scenes are not part of longer plays and exist on their own. In the first scene, the actors can decide on John's innocence and guilt, and the level of suspicion the detectives have. It will change the tactics that they action. 
Is Brent, the male detective, trying to unnerve John or make him feel at ease? Is Tammy, the female detective, digging for dirt or just following up on a potential lead? In this scene, there is a knock at the door. John, who is busy, answers. It is two detectives, Tammy and Brent. As they enter, Brent starts to look around the room, examining pictures on the wall. I have to be in the city in 20 minutes. We won't be long. What is this about? How well did you know Amanda Bray? Amanda? She was an intern at my law firm a few years ago. I haven't seen her in two years. Does my family interest you, Detective? I was just admiring all the places you've taken them. Are these your girls? Yes. My stepchildren, actually. Amanda went missing a week ago. I'm sorry to hear that. I hope you find her. Is this Amsterdam? No, Munich. We found her cell phone. She called you a few days before she went missing. Yes, I received a call from her, but she left no message. Who are these girls with your wife? It's a charity my wife started. The Home Foundation? Home. Yeah, I heard of that. It's for missing girls? Yes, she was dedicated to reuniting them with their families. Why would Amanda be calling you if you hadn't seen her in two years? Uh, for a reference. She's always had my number. Is your wife working now? I lost my wife last year. Oh, I'm very sorry. Well, that's why I moved away. Please excuse me. I have to be in court today. I need time to prepare. Of course. Thank you for your time. In the second scene, it's fun to play with objectives and it's also fun to change up the relationship. Sam wants to go to Taco Tuesday and Joe needs to go to rehearsals. Is Sam in desperate need to talk to Joe about something? Maybe Sam feels Joe slipping through her fingers. Is Joe avoiding her? Or is this just a case of a time-poor friend trying to find another time to meet up? But we always do Taco Tuesdays after school. Yeah, but I have rehearsals after school. When the play is over, we'll go. Then my basketball season begins. Maybe we'll do a Saturday? You babysit your brother on Saturdays. Oh yeah, Friday nights. I don't have rehearsals Friday nights. That's family night. I have to be there. Can we just go tonight? Too late notice. I'll get in trouble. Next Sunday? I start dance class. It's over in March, though. I'm hoping to do soccer. That's every day in games or on weekends. Easter break? How about May? Never mind, I'll still have soccer. Just come now, it'll be fun. Gotta go, can't keep the director waiting. Talk to you online? Maybe. I should be done with homework by 8pm. I'll take that as a yes. Here are two objectives activities for scene work. In pairs, each actor gets one word or two only to work their objective. They use that word or two with as many actions and tactics as they can to get what they want. Examples. Please. No. Go. Stop. Eat. Full. Say sorry. Forgive me. Another activity. I love you. Won't you give me a smile? Here, the students stand in a circle. One student is selected to be in the centre. Their job is to say, Honey, I love you. Won't you give me a smile to somebody in the circle? That other person has to respond, Honey, I love you, but I just can't smile. The whole point here is that you want to make the other person smile. If they do smile, you win and you swap places. Objectives here are so clear. I want you to smile and you want to avoid the middle of the circle. I will do all I can, actions, using different tactics to get you to smile. I want to make you smile so that you come into the centre and I will do silly faces, talk like a monkey, sing like an opera singer and slap my bum to make it happen right now. Our final note on objectives. 
You may think they're clearly written into every script or scene, and that just by speaking the words and playing the established context, you will act out appropriately what the playwright wishes. But every time a new actor plays a scene, new potential is found in the work, new themes emerge, and new opportunities present themselves. Each director, actor, and creative team develops their own interpretation. And the more you're willing to try out an objective and play it in the room, the more likely it is you'll stumble upon something moving, fun, and engaging. Your objective as an actor is to engage the audience in the work, imagining now you're not putting on a piece of epic theatre or theatre of cruelty or some other didactic style using alienation or the Verfrumsden effect. Your ability to work with another actor, build tension in the scene, surprise and delight will keep audiences engaged. The more specific choices you make and tactics you employ in the rehearsal room, the more choices you have to work with come the final performance. I want to enthrall and entertain my audience so they will engage with the work on more than one level. To do this, I will develop a character, discover the context, play my objectives, look at the other actor to see them changing, all to make it happen now. For a long list of actable verbs, please find a link in the description to this episode. That is all from us at The Aside. We have a load of episodes in the bank, so feel free to look through those and find one that piques your interest. If you would like to ask us a question or you have a request for a future episode, do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you very much to Ellie Martin and Brendan Loy for lending me their voices for today's episode. Thank you to Aaron Searle for providing the music. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening.